Hey folks, Quinn here. We are bringing you something a little different today. This is a one-shot that we recorded just before My Little Monster arrived, where we play a fantastic little one-page RPG called Tales from the Corner Coven by Janiah Kemper. The four of us star as bodega cats with magical powers attempting to stave off evil warlock health inspectors while we complete an ancient ritual. It's a real hoot, and I really hope you enjoy it. This is, obviously, not our Season 1 Q&A episode, nor the start of Season 2. We are going to be taking a little bit longer of a hiatus than we initially planned. Our crew is dealing with a lot, both personally and professionally, including some thorny mental health issues. We are so excited to bring you our next story, but we have to take care of ourselves as creators before we can do that. So, we have a few of these one-shots recorded, and we'll be releasing them every month or so until we jump back in. As always, thank you for listening, and without further ado, please enjoy Off Hours. Tales from the Corner Coven. morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Bodega Cats, a Patreon-exclusive GM me, Hannah. Listeners, whoa, now whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. It's, it's different. different. Wow. It's different. Ah. It's different. Yep, yep. It's, it's uh, alternate universe monster hour where we're all cats. Uh, this is Hannah. Meow, 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 meow. Listeners will know me as JR from Monster Hour. Tonight, we are playing Tales from the Coven Corner, a fun little four-player RPG. Details of where to find this will be in the show notes. It's a game that mostly runs itself, which is great because this, listeners, is my first time GMing and editing. Woo! With me today are Tio. Meow. Quinn. Meow. Kyle. Meow. And some special meow. meowing guests meow. who may or may not be in the studio meow. with us. A little bit about this game. We are playing cats in bodegas who are pitting uh, up against a nefarious evil. The game has two phases. First is the curiosity phase where you will find out a bit more about our cats their bodegas, and the enemy, and then the second phase, the coven phase, where we all come together to see if we can defeat the evil that plagues the bodegas. So, first we're going to go around the metaphorical table and describe uh, your cat, what your cat looks like, their name, and their secret name, their arcane power, and then, once we do that, uh, I also need to know about your bodega. What is your store called? Does it have any specialties? Anything like that. So, um, even though I do have the most cats <laughs> out of all of us, I'm going to retain the last place. <laughs> so, uh, Tio, <laughs> you're up first. Hello. Um, I was about to say I'm Tio and I play Constance. <laughs> expert that's not right 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so I will Reflex. tonight. I will be playing Pisu, the Mancoon. Nice choice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pisu for for our Romanian listeners, which I know there's at least one of you out there because you've left a review. <laughs> is how you say cat in Romanian. It is also the name that my mother gave to her cat. <laughs> So she literally called her cat cat. I love Um, it. So similar thing. She identifies as a she, as far as I know. Her secret name, which I can't believe I'm saying out loud, but is Welia the Forsaker. Ooh, also very nice. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And that is because uh, she could kind of take it or leave it on anything. So she'll just forsake you if you're just... You know, it, she she's not very good at guarding the store or any of that. That's just not her jam. She's got her own life, you know. Her arcane power is the shedding shower. Now, what this means is that on command, she can release a large enough amount of her hair that it literally is like a tornado coming at you. And will, uh, if you have allergies, it will ruin you. But even if you don't, it will just almost be like quicksand stopping you in your place so that is her arcane power it's disgusting it's it's um, i mean you know makes sense uh (laughs) do we also describe our item yes go ahead and describe your item at this time as well okay uh and what is the official name of the item just to have it on record it is your ritual item and it can range from uh, they have some very prosaic items as suggested, but I think the sky's the limit for your ritual item. You lose it in the curiosity phase if you get distracted. And then in the coven phase, if you fail a roll and you do not have your ritual object, you are distracted. And so you cannot help with the uh, mystical gathering of cat energies to banish the evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so in the coven phase, the ritual item allows you to re-roll your role oh like okay so it's like advantage yeah okay so my you could lose it in the curiosity phase got Mm -hmm. it so my ritual item is the holy scratch and sniff now this is a (laughs) scratch and sniff lottery card that (laughs) slid between two of the shelving units in the bodega one day and Yes, and Pisu found it and scratched it off because why not? And it is a winning lottery ticket that would do so much to help both the bodega owner and anybody else in the neighborhood, (laughs) Uh, but she can't be bothered. So she knows it's a winning (laughs) ticket, by the way. She's well aware of that, but she likes to keep it to herself. So that is the ritual item. And uh, Pisu resides at New York's Best Deli. Not to be confused with New York's finest deli down the street or New York's number one deli two streets away. This is the best deli. It's your standard deli with one exception, which is why they claim to be the best. They have fresh tomatoes and fresh avocados. And that is quite the find. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Now, fresh is a relative term, but they do exist at this deli and um let's just say that there's a lot of trash talking of how the other two delis that claim to be fine and number one do not contain such items so that is that is the claim to fame here very nice uh okay thank you for telling us about pisu 
Quinn, would you like uh, to tell us about your cat and where they reside? Certainly. Uh, So I am Quinn, and uh, I will be playing Snowball, the Norwegian forest cat. Uh, Norwegian forest cats, if you're not familiar, look like normal cats, basically, except they have just the largest, most luxurious coat of fur that you could possibly imagine uh, to help them survive in the cold winter climates. Uh, So Snowball, he, him pronouns. He has, uh, as I mentioned, a luxurious coat, predominantly white with some little tufts of uh, light orange just dabbled in there, mostly on the chest and the belly. Uh, Snowball's true name, of course, however, is Harbinger of Winter's Night. (laughs) Snowball's arcane power uh, is the eternal frost of Fimblewinter. Fimblewinter is the uh, utterly cold and and, uh, desperate winter that precedes uh, Ragnarok, of course, uh, obviously. And you can find <laughs> Snowball at uh, Sven and Sons, uh, Sven and Sons uh, Bodega. Sven and Sons is, is owned by Sven. It used to be Svensons. It was changed to Sven and Sons when uh, Sven's son joined the family business. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a pretty uh, iconoclastic, unique uh, bodega. Uh, Sven and Sons constantly, uh, year-round, has uh, Christmas lights up. Uh, it is always cold, so it's extremely popular in the summer, but... You know, uh, when it gets to those winter climbs, it's sort of less popular. Uh, everyone says they just have really good air conditioning, but I think, you know, we in in the cat community know that it's it's really Snowball's uh, arcane presence there. Um, and my my ritual item is a uh, old sleigh bell, like a just a, a little pedestrian-looking sleigh bell that is around my collar. Ooh, all right. Very nice. Kyle, you're up next. Yeah. Um, so my cat is uh, a rare male calico uh, <laughs> named Stevens. <laughs> and if you're already groaning, I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. It's Stevens' <laughs> true name is Bitter Blue. And Stevens has the arcane power to speak to the flowers. So Stevens has an ability to commune with with nature and speak with plants. Oh my! It's very special. Very, okay. very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, spends a lot of time, you know, as bodega cats do, lounging in windows with potted plants and things like that, just having good chats. Uh, Stevens lives at the uh, Portobello Music and Grocery Bodega. It's a bodega owned by a music enthusiast, so it is half record store, <laughs> uh, but also you can get your almost fresh groceries, uh, snacks, and simple medicines. It's a wonderful little super laid back bodega. There's always some record playing. Who Sounds knows? like a good time. Sounds Maybe like there's some time. Cat Stevens playing. No. No, no. Never. <laughs> I mean, who's that? <laughs> Steven's ritual item is a tea bag, and it smells wonderful. <laughs> Very nice. I found another Cat Stevens reference, so I had to go for it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Uh, well, I am up last. So um, my cat is a very large black cat. The, the cat's name is Spot. Uh, Spot's true name is the black spot for those who are fans of uh robert lewis stevenson is a reference 
Mm-hmm. To, to one of his books. Their secret arcane power is the power of the abyss. So when you are looking at the black spot, the black spot behaves and moves as a normal cat would. But if you look away and then look back, the black spot has moved farther than a normal cat should be able to move. But again, if you're looking at the cat, the black spot's not moving. But you look away, now the black <laughs> spot's on top of the cat. It's weeping angels. Magical. Very much, yes. Um, Although the black spot is usually trying to move away from people. Uh, (laughs) You look Uh, great and it's gone. The black spot's ritual item is an empty uh, container of cigarettes that has been crumpled up, which is interesting because um, this bodega doesn't sell cigarettes. Uh, but the, the carton of cigarettes has a really nice crinkle and a really nice bounce because of that cellophane around it. And the black spot can just go to town batting that around. It's great fun. What? Are you the black spot? You have summoned me. I have summoned the black (laughs) spot into being. Uh, The black spot currently resides in a bodega called Hank's. And this bodega has the best candy selection that you can find outside of going to a literal candy store. It has candy that has not been made in the United States for a long time. It's got stuff that's hard to find. If you like sprees, it has lots of sprees. It's got those weird wax lips you give out at Halloween. <laughs> it also sells a lot of Pokemon cards for some reason. And then just kind of your general small amount of sundries. But Hank's is where you go for your candy and your, your Pokemon cards. Nice. Amazing. The next thing that we need to do is... The game has given us a list of enemies to pick from. And given that this is a short game and we have also just spent a lot of mental energy coming up with our cats, I think we should go ahead and just pick one (laughs) off of the list instead of sit here and brainstorm for 20 minutes about another enemy. So if folks could please pull up that list and let's decide who our supernatural enemy Mm. should be. I mean, up front, I have to... Just for the listeners, even if we don't go with this one, I have to tell the listeners that this game has a spectacular enemy called yes. just Ginny from the Block, uh, <laughs> which I can only assume is a gin, uh, and yes. that is amazing. And you yes. all need to know about it. <laughs> and uh, just just because, again, you need to know about it, Ginny wants to ruin the bodega by burning all the coffee into sludge, which would truly cause problems um so that they can fulfill the final wish of the jealous coffee shop owner so uh there's there's some 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 real great gems in mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i will say uh, i'm i'm between uh jenny from the block or uh the evil warlock city health inspectors which i is know also i've been very good. i've been looking at that one for sure <laughs> tio do you have uh what are you thinking of i like the cabal of vampire roaches as a concept, but it's just too real in our current world that I could see that as a headline. You know, we've had murder hornets. I don't want to hear about vampire roaches. Same with zombie rats. So yes, evil warlock city health inspectors sound amazing. Okay, so that's two votes for evil warlock city health inspectors. I do kind of think let's let's go for some evil warlock city health inspectors. Um, amazing. Their desire is to sour the beef bacon. <laughs> I was unaware that there was beef bacon. I 
I didn't think there was a part of the cow that you could make bacon from. But, you know, you live and you learn. Uh, and the purpose <laughs> for doing that is to deprive the residents of a solid bacon, egg, and cheese, which will eventually ruin the commute of others. It's truly despicable. For our own information, it seems like beef bacon is a trendy new version of bacon, which is just a beef belly instead of pork. Oh. It's a slightly healthier, slightly healthier yeah, option. Yeah, slightly. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, okay. So our, our our enemy is the evil warlock city health inspectors. <laughs> yeah. So the, the yes. gameplay happens in two phases. We're going to start the curiosity phase. In this phase, this takes place during the daytime when the Bottega is active. Each player takes turns as the supernatural enemy. Was bothering the player to their right. We are not in the same room with everyone. <laughs> so I've drawn up a little pretend table. Buddy. Oh, it's 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 time to howl. It's he's he's really gonna vocalize for us. So it's something really special for the audience. He's in the curiosity phase. He's very yeah. curious. He's a very curious cat. Uh, the enemy rolls a d6 and narrates how they try to distract the coven cat so they will forget the ritual item. The wilder, the better. The cat must roll lower than the enemy to resist the curiosity and narrate the attempt. If they succeed, they must describe how they thwarted their enemy without the owner noticing. A cat may describe how they use their arcane power, which allows them to re-roll. If they fail, they forget their ritual item. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing... To know is if you use your arcane power in the curiosity phase, you cannot use it in the coven phase. So consider that. Think about that. Um, okay. But it could make you save and keep your ritual item, which you can then use. Both of them right. are a reroll later. Yeah. Yes. So it's one or the other, or both. Maybe you get lucky. Something maybe real quick to confirm for ourselves. As we get into this phase, is the rules say the cats must roll lower than the enemy to resist the curiosity. But the D6, if you roll a one, is it then impossible for the cats to succeed? Good question. Or do we get to narrate a hopeless scenario? Oh, I don't want to narrate a hopeless scenario. This is a game about, you know, joy and cats and fun. Because if it's lower or equal to, then it is possible to succeed. But in that case, if the enemy rolls a six, it doesn't matter what you roll. You're going to succeed no matter what. What do you guys think? What do you think about about mechanically how we want to deal with that? Because it does not address what happens on ties. We could say on a tie, we have to roll again. Yeah, let's do that. If there is a tie, we'll just roll. Okay. That way, then there's no hopeless scenarios and there's no bumbling enemies. That can't win. <laughs> that seems fair. This means, Tio, I am going to be an evil warlock city health inspector coming into New York's number one. No. New York's <laughs> finest. No. New York's wittiest. I mean, I'll take it, but it's best. It's the best. It's the okay. best diner. All right. I, as one of the uh, evil warlock city health inspectors, comes into... New York's best. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm also running late because I first went to finest and then went to number one. Understand. And then went to one that was number two, which is a bold claim. 
you know, kind of has a nice air of reputability if you're going to a place that says we're the second best because you know that they're not trying to, like, edge out another competitor. They're honest about, you know, the kind of quality service you're going to get there. It's you know, not it's, the best. You know it's good, but they're not, it's good. you know, yeah. boasting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of poking around in this bodega, and I'm I'm looking around, and and Tio again. Would you describe a little bit about this this what, the setting? What am I looking around? What am I seeing? As you walk in, you are immediately taken over by the smell of the self serve bar in the middle. Uh, this is a cheese bar, so you've got all of your Eastern European fetas. The saltier, the sour, the better, and you smell it. You know right away, like, okay, yes, this is this is a big part of this bodega. Um, you also have a an olive bar because <laughs> what kind of fool would have a feta <laughs> bar and not an olive no. bar with it? <laughs> ah, what do you think we're running here, New York's finest? <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, so that is immediately in front of you as you enter. And I, I don't know how busy you want it to be, but I'm going to suspect there's at least a couple of babushkas hanging about getting their stuff there. Um, you have all of the, quote, fresh, end quote, tomatoes and avocados stacked up against the window. So it's really like, you know, supposed to be pushing people in the door. But you can tell that they've been strategically placed so that all of the like, kind of squishy parts of both of those are facing inward to the store. So, you know, put the prettiest part next to the window. Um, The entire back wall is lined with coolers, which have every kind of drink you could possibly imagine, including uh, a lot of European zesty mineral water options that don't exist here. Yeah, they they do also carry original Kinder Eggs, although that's kind of just like the norm in bodegas now. So you can't can't really you know put a claim still, to fame on that. Still, but still, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I I come in and I see that there are you know there are people here. There's the there's the cheese station, which I'm going to tell you does not look up to code, and those olives look very suspicious. I'm looking around, and I see you, Pisu, and you're sitting up top. I'm guessing it's it's a display of chips, but it's all the fun chips, the flavors that you can get in, like, Mexico and Europe. And, um, like, there's those mayonnaise-flavored chips that I think you can only get in Mexico. And I see, oh, yeah. and I see, is that is that a magical scratch ticket? I see it. I see it on the floor. The way I'm going to attempt to distract you is I'm going to spill a whole thing of olives in front of you. I <gasps> hope that you go after all of those salty, <laughs> wonderful olives that you are continually not allowed to eat. All right. I get shooed off the bar every time I jump up there. Every time. You step into this bodega wielding massive arcane power and energy as a warlock, and you just like... Knock over some olives. Look, look. Your regular human hands. Work smarter, not harder. Uh, Okay, I rolled a four. Okay. Okay. You must roll lower than that. Well, if I have the energy of last recording, that should not be a problem. Yeah, rolling low. Easy. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, not this time because that was a six. A six. Ah, okay. Would you like to describe how you attempted to thwart me and failed? You could choose to use your arcane power. That's true. But you, then I lose can... it during the cut. But then I still but you have save my your ritual item. I well, might you succeed. So hmm. your your arcane power allows you to re-roll. But if you fail on that second re-roll, you lose. You forget your ritual item. Yeah. Which I would lose anyway, right? Otherwise. Yeah. If you don't now, then you, you, okay. know, you don't have your ritual item later. Uh, I am. You know what? Let's go for it. I'm going to use my arcane power. So I think, well, let me see what the roll is first. And yes. Then we'll <laughs> uh, a four. Ooh, <laughs> it's a tie. <laughs> Okay, so roll again. Roll again. Okay, I have spilled the olives. I have spilled them everywhere. Oh Uh, my god! Oh my god! Just like messing them, just further, like pushing them all over the bodega. (laughs) Oh god! It is more olives. It's just there's (laughs) so many olives. I mean, you got Got your calamata. You're just spreading them everywhere. You got your green olives. You got your green olives that have like the pimento in them. Some of them have that little sliver of almond in them. You got your black olives. Mm -hmm. You got so many olives. You got the really, really big ones. They're like plum size. Uh, I rolled a five. Oh. Well, I rolled a four again. Okay. So tell (laughs) me how you foil me. This may not be canon. I'm going to go for it and you can make me do it again. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I I see what's happening, and I immediately sniffed out that you're a warlock. It's so obvious to cats. Like, oh my god, how do humans not notice this? Big purple cape. Yeah. Well, but in New York, that doesn't really say Pointy much. Beard. That could be anyone. There's a website that's just called Halloween or 45th or something, and it's a right. certain stop on the subway where people dress up a lot, so you have to try to figure out if the photo was taken on Halloween or just a regular day nice. based on what people are wearing. So, yeah, the cape, that, that could happen. But you just smell, magic just smells, mm-hmm. and it's like a, it's a very uh, acidic smell. So Pisu immediately kind of perked up, saw what you were doing, was aggravated at the idea that you think (laughs) she would be so easily manipulated. Although mm, those olives look really, really good. She snuck a couple. Let's be honest. That's fair. Yeah. And so I think she immediately jumps down into the thick of it, holds herself back from just laying down and gobbling up every olive imaginable. And instead, looking you dead in the eyes as she does this, she lets out a very low... And as that's Mm -hmm. happening, you see tufts of her fur pushing off her body into this big cloud of fur that just almost like lava moves towards you. And as it hits you, you feel yourself stuck. This is now a barrier that you will have to deal with. And as you are dealing with that, she snatches the uh, holy scratch and sniff into her mouth and runs off to her, her hidey hole with it. She maybe grabbed an olive on the way. I mean, there's a lot of them on the ground. No one's going to buy those. You know, those are fine. It's fine. It's fine. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with that, 
the evil warlock city health inspector lets out a shriek because I am now encased in cat fur. And it feels like this is like magical blocking cat fur. And it is also doused in olive juice. So you have cat fur and olive juice Sticky all over fur. you. And Horrible. it itches. It itches. Like, oh, yeah. Uh. So I go running out of there. I even leave my clipboard behind, which didn't actually have anything on it. It was just an empty clipboard. You have successfully defeated the warlock from your bodega. Yay! Uh, da, 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 da. Yay! All right. <laughs> Next up, Tio. You now get to play a city health inspector oh. visiting Sven and Sons. Ooh, uh, okay. Sven and Sons. 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 Is it very quick? It's got to be very quick off the tongue. Sven and Sons. What was your cat name? Snowball. Snowball. That's right. Okay. Um, so I think I am donning my best cape because why not? It's not like I'm fooling any cat in there anyway. And I walk up to, can you remind me the name of your deli? Svenenson's. Oh, right. We just went over there. (laughs) It's like it has its own magical power. It just leaves (laughs) my brain because it's so terrifying to try to say. Svenenson's. It's the... Uh, aggressive aroma of pickled herring that wafts out the front door. Oof. Okay. Okay. I see what I'm mm. getting into. Mm. All right. So, so I think I kind of take a big breath outside before I walk in and I burst in through the door thinking element of surprise would be great. And what am I walking into? You are walking into the cozy bodega of Sven and Sons. Sven obviously is behind the cash register and uh, Sven's son, Svendelson. Is is stocking in the back. Uh, as I mentioned, there are just all sorts of, of holiday decorations up everywhere. It's you know bright uh, and and festive even at this early hour in the morning. Uh, the aroma of pickled herring from the herring bar. Apparently, all of our bodegas have bars. That's just the way we're going to roll today. Um, the all of the herring from the pickled herring bar. Herring bar. Oh. herring bar it mixes with the aroma of the uh the beef bacon and the coffee to create a truly uh incredibly unique olfactory experience uh, as you come inside and uh snowball is uh sleeping on top of the ice machine that's nice i'm <laughs> getting all the fur into the ice <laughs> well, it's not that's open. great uh, yeah it finds a way there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's a bodega. You get pet fur on everything. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, exciting. Very important question. is: Does Sven have a name tag saying he's Sven? Uh, everybody knows he's Sven. Why would he need a name tag? That's what I thought. Okay, just checking. Um, otherwise, I was gonna call. I was. I was gonna call false on this. On this whole operation, it's uh, <laughs> you know, like like going to one of those chain restaurants. That's like this is Martha's, but there is no Martha because someone has a name tag that they just pass on every shift. Anyway, I was. I was just trying to see if there was a CD underbelly B plot going on. There's not. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm just uh, the warlock is distracting themselves, is what's happening, <laughs> yeah, and not don't the even cat. Have to roll. No, mm-hmm. uh, okay, all right. So, I, I think I see this scene. I gingerly step around the bar, 
Oh, it's a strong, it's strong. It's a strong power it's coming off that bar. It's taste. It is. It's not very is warlock friendly. It's definitely not to code. Look, Uh-oh. none of these, none of these bodegas in general are to code. Well, like, that's your job. I know. Yeah, Good there's job. plenty. Hence our supernatural enemy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I think I kind of, I, I look around, I, I make a mental list of, okay, that's wrong and that's wrong and that's wrong. Huh. That cat over there looks awfully cozy on top of the ice machine. And I think I'm immediately drawn to your uh, collar. There's something unique about it. And so I decide to try to to sneak up on a sleeping cat. Let's see how well I can do this. Just to remind us in the rules, it says, narrate how they try to distract the cat so they will forget their ritual item. The wilder, the better. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to remind us so, that we're a bunch of warlocks, not just people. Okay, fine. <laughs> Look, fine. All right, Look, give me a second to was think a good about idea. It. The olives, olives is a good, is a good idea. Yeah, but Hannah has <laughs> has dibs to the mundane option. All right, okay. We're gonna do a rewind here. Uh, I look around. I spot the definitely not to code bar. I try to hold my nose as I go by it. Sorry to anyone who's into that. It's just not my thing. It doesn't hit my warlock sensibilities. And I spot the sleeping cat on top of the ice machine. And I think, oh, perfect. Uh, more susceptible to my powers while in the <laughs> dreamland. And so I decide to cast a magical sleeping illusion on Snowball to essentially convince Snowball to shake themselves out of their collar. And here is, here is the dream illusion I am trying to inception into Snowball. I will then describe what this looks like to the humans staring at me in this bodega. But first, for you, Snowball, what are you currently dreaming? I'm dreaming of the endless tundra, as always. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. Uh, As you're dreaming of the endless tundra, all of a sudden, a bag of catnip appears on the ground before you. And it magically opens and out pop little tiny pieces that start talking to you. They surround you, Gulliver's Travel style, (laughs) and start talking to you and telling you their tale of woe. And their tale of woe is this. They have come. They have traveled the tundra in search of you. You are their destiny. They're here to have one heroic, amazing battle with you to prove themselves worthy. And if they fail, they are yours. But in order for this to be a fair fight, you must relinquish all additional powers you have. You must take off your collar to have this be an equal match. (laughs) (laughs) Meow no, ah, meow no. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, very good. No meows barred. And now. And now meow. Meow. Yeah. And, and, and meow. Uh, in the bodega, what everyone else is seeing is I have come up right next to Snowball. And uh, 
I don't have a wand, but I do need to say things for my incantations. And so I think that I have my left hand hovering above Snowball as if I'm air petting Snowball. But as I do that, I'm going, and everyone is just looking at me like, is that cat in danger? I'm not sure. I think this is fine. And I am at the same time smiling at all the humans and going, I love felines. This is a great cat. Uh, and just saying very strange, not in- entirely sensi- sensible statements that really make everyone wonder if I'm an alien. I don't think anyone has pegged me as a wizard uh, or a warlock yet. But, um, you know, just in the category of I feel like this person doesn't understand how humans work. Um, I will now roll. Let's see. Oh, boy. I got a three. Ooh. Okay. I shall roll now. I got a four. So I think Snowball is enticed uh, in this Inception battle with sentient (laughs) Gulliver's Travel catnip. And, like, there's... We see this, like, cinematic, uh, theatrical, uh, like, fight scene in in the dream realm in the eternal tundra and then in the bodega we see uh snowball just like paw like scratching and pawing around uh, and then the the collar comes off and the sleigh bell falls to the ground yes i immediately scoop it up and go good kitty and walk out and then i walk back in for a second because i do want to get a bagel and then i walk out again <laughs> tragedy dun dun Okay, well, so we have had one cap that kept their item. We have one cat, one item down. Uh, Quinn, you're up. You're going to be a, a spooky mm, evil. Spook, yeah. Spook, spooky evil warlock, and you are going to Kyle's Bodega. Just bitter Blue? Bitter Blue. No, that's your real name. That's what my true your... name. My cat name is Stevens. No, but what is your Bodega's Bodega name? name is portobello music and grocery oh yes and excellent i'm really okay. quick going to mute my phone because your wife is texting us a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah um for l- the listeners quinn's wife is just going to town on how his cat noises are not realistic it is yep, hilarious yep, yep it's extremely so- rude it's a lot of trash talk. Fantastic. Very rude. Excuse me. We're doing a very important podcast recording. Yeah. This is extremely <laughs> important. Can you uh can you please let me practice my art? <laughs> I've I've screenshotted it. Uh we'll discuss later if this is good Patreon content. <laughs> Probably not. It's after the moon shadow on another Saturday night. Morning has broken and <laughs> the the peace train is just pulling into the the station. How dare pass you. by a hard headed woman and a father and son uh, on the streets oh of our, our fair city. <laughs> you let him into the dad <laughs> um, And as we pass through the city, we see uh, a tall, sort of lanky individual. Uh, he's wearing a, a purple cape, and uh, emblazoned on the the shoulder of his uniform is a. Um, like a, a purple Mr. Yuck, um, but it has the uh, <laughs> logo, the uh, uh, the letters uh, E-W-C-H-I, Yuchi. Uh, and this, this evil warlock, this member of the Yuchi order, heads to Portobello. Uh, and uh, what, what does he see there? 
Stevens. As soon as he walks in the door, there's a small chime of the doorbell and then the sounds of the city fade away as he enters into the soft light of portobello music and grocery. Two old loudspeakers up in the corner, just a soft acoustic guitars glides out of them uh, as he enters into this slightly hazy, idyllic music and grocery store. You got Jed at the counter. He's kind of sitting back in his chair. There's a, a, uh, a magazine over his face and he's got his feet up on the counter. And along the window, you just see an arrangement of potted plants, hanging planters kind of covering the ceiling. And at a second glance, you see just a spotted orange, black and white tail just kind of flicking back and forth from within the plants. Our Uchi member uh, walks in onto the scene and surveying it, spotting his his target, the cat Stevens. Uh, he reaches down <laughs> to his belt and pulls out a, a a device that looks kind of like a, a tape measure, but uh, in, as as he pulls on it, it just produces this red tape, and this red tape just keeps like no matter how many times uh, he pulls on it, it just more and more comes out. And he he makes these inscriptions in the ground. He he draws these sigils, uh, and as he does so, the red tape comes to life, uh, and like a cat toy, starts flitting back and forth attempting to distract Stevens. Mm. And I shall roll. I have rolled a three. Ooh, Ooh, tricky, tricky, tricky. Well, I'll do a roll, but now I usually have these two D6s that I've grown fond of in our last <laughs> couple of hearts. So I have faced a very terrible decision. Do I go with the oh. one with the little gears in it? Or the one with the little gold flex. Which of your two children do you choose? I think I'll go with the gold flex and teal. You rolled a three? Yes. Come on, Stevens. I rolled a four. Oh. Uh, well, uh, well. Well. The temptation is strong. The red tape as it swings back and forth. The tail uh, poking out of the plant's kind of stops swaying back and forth and just kind of points towards the red tape. And I am going to use my arcane power. I'll I'll use it. Okay. This Uchi member, you hear just this kind of melodious whispering that emanates from the point where the tail is poking out of the plants. And there's a shake, a a rattle, as the leaves of the plants through the entire store begin to shake and rumble. And I'll roll again and hope it's three. It's a one. Ah! Hey. Oh. And as this this shaking begins and just traverses through all of the hanging planters through the shop, uh, it grows into this cacophony of sound, uh, drowning out the nice soft acoustic guitar and vines from these plants just start slowly growing and crawling and reaching down uh, towards this Uchi member menacingly. I think seeing that his his ploy has has failed, his arcane power has failed him, our Uchi member uh, decides that discretion is the better part of valor and there will be other fights in this war. And he turns tail and runs away. As he runs out, the door slams behind him. Uh, you see Jed kind of go, huh? huh? Uh, and kind of sits up and 
pulls the magazine off his face and he, he squints and looks and there's these kind of nice ivy vines hanging down from the planters that he's not quite sure if he remembers if they were that long, but at the bottom of them is is Stevens playfully batting at one of them. Very nice. Okay. Uh, and then last up is Kyle. You're going to be coming to Hank's Corner Store. Yeah. Tell me about Hank's. So Hank's Corner Store um, is not actually on the corner. It's in the middle of the block. But the owner, Hank, originally wanted to own a corner store. And so uh, he was not deterred by the lack of trace of real estate. Hank's has, when you walk inside, there's a, well, it's not a bar. But it is one of those, uh, like those things in Whole Foods where you can scoop up bulk ingredients. But it's basically every single gummy candy that you could ever want. You do have a gummy candy bar of sorts. It is mostly candy. It's a pretty clean store. The aisles are very narrow because, again, not a lot of space. It is not Hank behind the counter. It is some teenager whose parents told her that she needed to get a summer job. Very, very bored. And then behind her are all of the Pokemon cards that you could get. And at the very tippy top of that display of Pokemon cards is Spot or the Black Spot. The carton is somewhere on the floor. Okay. It is still daytime, as the rule book says. And <laughs> even though it is daytime, as the hour passes, it starts to get dark. A cloud, a thick cloud has moved and blocked out the sun. There's a f- sudden clap of thunder. And in a flash, there is a figure at the door of Hank's corner store and the figure wearing a long pointy purple cape with a Mr. Yuck sign (laughs) emblazoned on the back (laughs) strides into the store and takes a look around. Uh, In one instant, he spots spot on the stack of Pokemon cards and to the attendant, he says, I would like 16 booster packs for my nephew. (laughs) And as the attendant begrudgingly gets up and just gestures to the stacks of Pokemon cards and the Uchi member gestures as well as if, please fetch them for me. There's a sigh and the attendant has to go and start getting the Pokemon cards, which causes uh, a momentary disruption of Spot's preferred resting spot. And in that moment, the cloak of the Ichi member flies open and an impossible number of items of trash, crumpled up other cigarette boxes, empty chip bags, billowing smoke, just erupt and start scattering throughout the bodega. No. Now I'm going to roll the other one of my two dice, the evil one. This is also a three. Okay. A lot of threes. All right. Well, Spot is immediately disturbed. Also, these are like Pokemon cards that... um, It's a booster box that had two packs in it for the longest time, and there's a box underneath, so this poor teenager has to take the box out and then open that new one, and it's just really dusty um, because nobody's bought this one in a very long time. 
it's a whole situation. This poor teenager did not ask for this. Um, and she's probably not getting paid much. But Spot jumps down immediately, sensing both the disruption in the Pokemon universe and Hank's Corner Store. And I roll a three. Okay. Woo. Roll again. I roll. We roll again. Okay. I have rolled a one. Oh, no. <laughs> Geo, confirm. Let's see what happens. Um, yeah, it's a five. Um, Ooh. Well, I don't think I'm going to want to use my arcane power. Yes. Yes, I know. It's very, I know it's, it's very upsetting. I'm not going to use my arcane power to try and beat a one. So Sweet tobacco smoke rolls out of the cloak of this Uchi member. Yep. Fills the bodega about six inches deep. Yep. Yep. It's there, very there fun to play in. There, there. And, and when Spot looks up, I don't know which one of these is mine. Fear has been struck in Spot's blackened heart. As the smoke fills the ground, the teenager turns around in slight confusion, hands full of booster packs, and the Uchi member is gone. And she says, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we start the coven phase, I just want to confirm. I, Hannah, Spot, the black spot, do not have an item. Tio. Correct. Pisu, you have an item. Quinn, mm-hmm. you do not have an item. Correct. And Kyle, you do have an item. Yes, though uh, Pisu and I both use our arcane okay. powers. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you both have your items and use your power. And Quinn, you did not use the the thimble winter. Correct. So the coven phase. Evening has fallen. The cats convene for the coven ritual at midnight in the storeroom <gasps> of one of their bodegas. I am going to tell you right now, Hanks does not have a basement. <laughs> 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 Which one of you would like to host the coven? Can I nominate the Portobello? That place sounds cool as hell. It does. Yeah, sound it does. Chill. It's pretty yeah. rad. It also doesn't smell. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say the stinky basement of Sven and Son. Because Snowball also kind of feels to me like an el- an elder cat. Oh. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Like an old warrior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of lot of evil Warlock City Health Inspectors come and go. But um, I, I will defer to... To the group. I think either would be a good option. Quinn, would you feel, would you, would Snowball want to host or is Snowball kind of licking their metaphorical wounds? I think Snowball is pretty embarrassed by this, by this, okay. uh, yeah, victory that soured to <laughs> defeat. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know if he's in the hosting mood. Sure. So, we are going to <laughs> gather at Portobello's. Those okay. of you who still have your item, you will need to describe when we start what that item will do to banish the supernatural enemy. And um, then you have to start meowing. <laughs> We're not going to have to meow the whole time, although this game certainly makes it like you have to meow through the entire coven. <laughs> I'm just going to say, <laughs> it <laughs> basically <laughs> says once everyone <laughs> starts meowing, <laughs> it's a lot. So take one of our meows. Here's one. Meow. And then just meow. loop it. Yep. Just loop it, and we're good to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna record some extra background noise of my actual cats and have them. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What are we saying? 
Francis yep. and Andy will do all of the meowing throughout they this will. for us. They should they be credited for this episode. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, yes, they will get early. producer credits on this. Right. Um, <laughs> appearance fees? Yes. Sag after. <laughs> Extra treats. <laughs> so once we've all talked about that, done a couple of meows for effect, the supernatural enemy will try once again to get your cat to succumb to curiosity. So we will go again in the order that we went. And then if your cat fails, so again, we're going to do a roll. You can use your arcane power. If you've already used your power, you can use your ritual item and re-roll. If you fail that roll or you do not have a ritual object, you are distracted. We need at least two members of the coven to remain undistracted in order for the supernatural threats to be defeated. So, I will go first. The black spot has lost their item. Meow. 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 Tio? Oh, yes. When Pisu scratches the scratch part of the holy scratch and sniff lotto ticket, a, a few little like pieces of that that kind of crumply stuff that the scratch and sniffs have comes oh, off. Oh God, yes, <laughs> yes, they're gross. Um, but yes, a little bit of that comes off. But then also, what you can't see is that a magical dust is is uh, awoken when you scratch the holy scratch and sniff lotto mm-hmm. card, and that magical dust is like a mesmerizing cloud and it engulfs the person that this is directed at so in this case that would be the uh the warlock it engulfs them and what it does is it paralyzes them with paradox of choice it presents the million different things that they would do if they were to have this this lotto ticket because remember it is a winning ticket and so suddenly they are their head is spinning through so many multiple ideas of what their world would be like. They are literally frozen in place, unable to make a decision. And the crippling effect of, of this moment essentially usually just has people peeing themselves and running away. Mm-hmm. Um, it would take a very, very strong-minded and strong-willed warlock person creature to resist turning inward and being uh frozen in place with indecision that is how this lotto ticket can defeat a warlock very nice quinn now meow no oh yes tio tio give us you must meow give us some good audio oh okay hold on Oh gosh, I haven't had a cat in so long. I need to like. <laughs> yeah, if we go by PC, but you've yeah. seen a cat. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Of course, Francis, you see. Of your, course, your god cat. That's true. <laughs> I do, but I but I'll leave that that uh, meow for you. I will channel the real Pisu's meows, which uh, Kyle has heard that those meows. So Kyle <laughs> can attest that this is really how that cat would meow. <laughs> Oh God! Even when she was young, that was just how she meowed. Oh no, she meowed like an old cat. Even when she was, oh no, old soul. Yeah, she was an old soul. She lived a very long life. So yeah, she had a great time. Oh wow, like Uh, a Benjamin Button disease, but it doesn't actually go back. Yeah, (laughs) so not. 
<laughs> just, just starts old and stays old. Stays old. <laughs> I love it. Um, Quinn? Snowball tragically lost his his ritual item. Go on. Meow. Yeah. Meow. Yep. Meow. That's the good stuff. <laughs> yep. And last we have Kyle. As you are gathered in the basement of Portobello Music and Grocery, in the center of the uh, unfinished dirt floor is a basin full of water. Coming down the steps is Bitter Blue, holding in his mouth a single tea bag. As he comes down and sits amongst the rest of you in the circle and looks at each of you, Harbinger of Winter's Night, the black spot. Wellia the Forsaker. I had everyone put it in the chat and then I didn't know. <laughs> <clears throat> Wellia the Forsaker. The quietest call out. <laughs> we have gathered here. Meow. Meow. To prevent an evil once again. Meow. Let us begin. He drops the tea bag in the basin of water, which quickly begins to spiral and swirl in a multitude of colors as the tea infuses with the water. There's a aroma that lifts and mixes with the dust of the holy scratch and sniff. Meow. As the dust combines with the tea and the steam, and as these four cats face each other in the basement, the lights flicker a bit. The music that we could hear upstairs, a lovely... um, a lovely cover of uh, Light My Fire that's just acoustic guitar, just kind of a nice, like, <laughs> moon music. Um, it goes, it dims, and then it goes silent. And in that space, the cats can feel the sticky magic of these evil Warlock City health inspectors. And it's like an olive smell too it's kind of it's an olive just smell. lingering it's like a, it's a, there's a tobacco smell and uh well yeah you seem moist ah it's 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 a little funkier than normal um and uh tio please uh you feel the the tendrils of magic reach around wellia the forsaken forsaker oh okay right she does the forsaking she is not the forsaken okay all right good 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 yeah That's absolutely okay well you feel that magical tug and that magical tug the the warlock's magic um i rolled a 2 so you're going to need to beat that Ooh. oh boy i think uh uh, regardless of what this role is, I think the two is strong enough that Wellia's claws are are going in and out because she yeah. feels the vibration of magic. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, it's a three. Ooh. <gasps> oh. Well. You get to re-roll though. You can. I do. You can use you have your. your that's right. Yep. You can use yes. your item to re-roll. You've got the the magic is there. It's, the dust is there. It's all the marbles now. So. It is, mm-hmm. and all the olives. All the, it's, yep. all the olives. it's all the olives All now. the olives. <laughs> Wellia. For all the uh, olives. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, I think, I think Wellia does say in, in cat, mm-hmm. for all the olives, and then like <laughs> slams her hand down on the holy scratch and sniff one more time. And let's see. 
Oh my gosh, it was a three again. No. And as the magic and the olive smell comes descending down, out rolls a single olive. And Welia, you are entranced by this olive. It is the most perfect olive that you have ever seen. It's It's stuffed with feta cheese. (gasps) Feta cheese. Oh my God. And it goes rolling along the floor and Welia, you go running after it. I'm forsaking you. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She's always doing this. Oh. Every time we get together. Always with the forsaking. Snowball, you you steal your resolve. You're 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 the the elder of the cats. You have the most years, the most experience, the most understanding of what this world needs. And the power you can feel it, you can feel it. You saw well, you just got distracted by literally an olive. An olive. <laughs> it had feta in it. She lives in a <laughs> store that has olives and she just got distracted by an olive. So this is what we're dealing with right here. And you feel that power coming towards you. Tio, as the distracting force, would you like to describe how this could distract Snowball, Harbinger of the Winter's Night? You you see Welia forsake you, which, you know, <laughs> called it, right? How many Classic times? It's in the name. She didn't give herself that name, by the way. It was given <laughs> to her uh, by all of you, probably. Um, oh oh and as God. that's happening, you, you realize you need to... St- Dealy resolve. You need to really be focused. Right as you think that, the at the the corners of your vision, you start to feel a cold wind, and you actually see it. You see like a white foggy wind or gust almost coming in, closing in on you until right in front of you, the only thing you can see is a frozen over perfect glass lake now you you know that that can't really be there but somehow it seems like the absolute perfect place to take a nap it is so crystal clear that you can walk out on it feel the cold ice on your toe beans look down Mm -hmm. and see the comforting image of frozen fish right beneath your feet. You could literally have a snack and take a nap. It's your standard snack and nap situation. Oh, God, that's in a the dream. cold tundra. Oh, boy. I voluntarily choose to be distracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll now, and we'll see, we'll see how this goes for you. We will. Oh, boy. It's a five. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I have rolled a four. Oh! Okay. Now, for fun, you could choose to say you use your arcade. You could narrate your power if you would like, I think. Does that sound fun? I think that's fun. Yeah. Go ahead and narrate how you fought this thing off using, because we have not gotten, you've not gotten to use it, so. And we make our own rules. That's right. I was born in the cold. (laughs) And I think from around this idyllic frosted over lake, we see like a rush, just a a much more expansive, a a deeper bone chilling fog roll through 
uh, and this lake just ices over completely and all the fish freeze and Snowball, the harbinger of winter's night, stands victorious <laughs> over the Fimble Winter, his one true home. There will be no distractions this evening. Oh, okay. It's kind of cold in here. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I also like to imagine that just kind of in the space around Harbinger of Winter's Night, it's just kind of, um, it's like you just walked out of a freezer. There's just kind of an aura of cold mm -hmm. around chilly. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We have one cat playing in the corner with an olive. <laughs> Eating it, really. We have one cat who iced out some warlock magic. Quinn, would you like to see if you can distract um, yes. Bitter Blue, who's just, uh, you know, is, you got your tea bag there. Awesome. Good vibes only. What's going on? <laughs> Good vibes. You friend. have some excellent tea there, Bitter Blue, but I think amidst this, this dark environs, uh, from this magical energy coursing through this space, a red light manifests out of pure arcane energy. And at first it's still, but then it moves over the walls, crawls over the ceiling, falls over the floor, and it's flitting back and forth. It's enticing this red dot. Do you think you can catch it, Stevens? <laughs> Let's find out. I have rolled... And I'm sorry to say this, a one. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, yikes. All right. It's okay. I'm going to I roll. Narratively well. fitting for a laser pointer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That laser pointer gets our dog, too. That <laughs> thing is, too. is multi, yeah, multi yeah. pet friendly. <laughs> Crashing into walls. Ooh, well, the first roll was a six, which Boo. is the, the bad one that you don't like. Um, so, uh, Bitterblue sees the red light and is immediately transfixed by this, but luckily the ritual with the tea has already begun and the vapors coming from this tea infused water start transversing throughout the, the basement here. And as it starts to touch different pieces of beef bacon, uh, they also chill and preserve magically. The smell also begins to repel uh, a, the small family of roaches that have begun gathering in the corner uh, <laughs> as it is magically uh, keeping this bodega to code. And I'll roll to see if that's true. Oh, it's a two. No. Oh. And but the vapors, they begin, they, they, they weaken slightly. They need just a little more oomph. As, as Bitter Blue just like slowly crouches down low, tail twitching back and forth. And then in a flash of movement, Bitter Blue is leaping up on the shelves of beef bacon, crashing, sending things clattering to the ground as he tries to chase the red dot. Oh, boy. <sighs> all right. It's all it. down to oh, use boy. the black spot. Okay. All right. You take in this scene around you mm -hmm. chaos is ensuing your friend the harbinger of winter standing proud and tall uh resilient in the in the corner and your other two friends Welia, the forsaker and bitter blue fully distracted eating just olive and all around corner, and just, just 
making mayhem down here in the basement. <laughs> As you focus back on the pensive pool in the center of the room uh, with the scratch and sniff dust and the vapors of this, of this ritual tea combining and trying their best, you, you steal your focus, but then out of the corner of your eye, mm-hmm. yellow eyes appear in the dark. They glow with otherworldly light. A few more pairs wink on in the darkness, and you hear with your finely tuned ears the squeak echoing through the room of mice. <gasps> and I'm going to roll with now, now what I, I can call my evil dice. <laughs> <laughs> it is a four. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> I hear them, I, 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 the black spot perks up their ears, which, by the way, are very large ears. This is a very large cat, but, like, everything is pretty proportional, so large cat, large ears, and I can hear the the squeaks of mice. I can't see them, but I know that if I sit still long enough and, and, and really concentrate, I bet I could see them. But no, 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 the mice are a distraction. I also rolled a four. Ooh, you get to roll. Uh, or, or you could use a, you could use your arcane power. Yeah. You know what? Roll again. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to use my arcane power, and uh, the black spot's arcane power again is this, is this power to, um, to when nobody is looking to move very quickly from spot to spot, and. Uh, Nobody else is, uh, you know, we got two cats dicking around. I'll tell you now, these mice eyes are not, there's no ma- mouse soul behind them. Right. And, um, and Snowball is intently concentrating on the bowl in front of them. So he's not looking at me. So I use my arcane power to very quickly kind of dart around the room, ascertaining that there are not actually... There are no mice here. There, there are no mice here. There, there are no. There is the sense of mice. There's an impression of mice. There were mice here in this room at one time, because I can see their little dudes in the corner. <laughs> Just disgusting, vile animals. Actual pet mice are very cute, but uh, there are there are no mice. This is a ploy. It is a trick. It is it is a distraction, and I am in an instant back. The circle, concentrating, concentrating, and I rolled a five. Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I have been distracted for too long. I took too long going around the room trying to find the mice. As you go around the room, you snap back in front of the bowl, ready to reconcentrate and focus. And there's just a blur of movement as this small furred being seems to dash across in front of you, disturbing the water in the bowl. Impossible from what you've just discerned. This one must be real. And I chase after it. Yep. That's what I do. Chase after it. So now we get to describe how this beef bacon is soured. <laughs> the, what, the, ritual, the ritual has concluded, and out of the four of us, only Snowball, Harbinger of Winter's Night, was successful 
in resisting no. the distraction. A victory is hollow when you lose your friends. Truly. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we now need to describe the the consequences of the sour beef bacon in every single bodega. Sven Ensign's has a new item on the menu. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Sven Sven is very excited. Uh, he thinks it's going to be the, the next great hit to take over the city. Finally replace the, the stranglehold of the bacon, egg, and cheese. It is the pickled herring breakfast sandwich. Mmm, yummy. Oh, Quinn, I got chills again. And it is the only <laughs> breakfast item on the menu. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the pickled herring breakfast sandwich does not take off. And in fact, the lack of of beef bacon uh, <laughs> ultimately causes a, a decline for Svenenson's. No. You're telling me I'm shocked. I am shocked <laughs> to hear that the sandwich did not take off. I mean, I know no one no one could have predicted. No, no one could have truly. predicted this. The whims of the market, man. Yep. That's it. Okay. Well, here at Portobello Music and Beef Bacon, things are looking pretty sour. The whole supply in the basement has gone to rot. It has attracted all sorts of bugs and vermin from the neighborhood into the basement as uh, Jed was unaware of this of this souring of the beef bacon. Uh, though it has sharply changed the direction that that portobello music and grocery has been has been taken. They have been they have had their food license revoked. And they can no longer sell any sort of food, and they are they are forced to simply be a old time record store. And as we can all put two and two together and know how the how that works out in today's age. Oh, <laughs> that was a bummer. But it's okay because Jed's band does take off, and they uh, <laughs> get their album up on Spotify. So they start making like point zero 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 six cents per play. So uh-huh. it's not it's not all bad. Okay. Yeah. Hank's Corner Store does not sell a whole lot of meat, but Hank thought he was getting in on a good deal with this beef bacon. He was like, okay, oh. going to get corn on this. And so he's going to, you know, Hank has spent a lot of money on his gummy bar. So he was, this was a conservative investment. Hank has not lost a lot, but it did dip into the budget for buying Pokemon cards. And for the next six months, the only Pokemon cards that Hank sold were ones from Japan, which are great cards, but most of the folks in the neighborhood don't speak Japanese. So there was not a whole lot of buying of the Pokemon cards. But yes, for six months, there were no English Pokemon cards available. In Hanks, and there were also none of those gummy frogs that are green on the top and white on the bottom. Had to cut back a little bit. But, uh, you know, you come back in six or seven months, you'll get your English Pokemon cards. <laughs> Tragedy. The, the frogs did, never came back, unfortunately. That was the, that was the loss there. Uh, Tio? Yeah. Um, I think for... New York's best deli. New York's number one deli started offering hot dogs. <gasps> and then New York's finest deli offered sausage breakfast sandwiches, which really left New York's best deli with only 
one option, which was to up the ante with your standard beef bacon breakfast sandwiches. And it was really the only thing that was holding this deli in its number one place. We talk about the tomatoes, we talk about the avocados, the feta and olive bar is great and all, but let's be real, the morning draw Mm-hmm. is that beef bacon. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I think I think New York's best deli literally went under due to the souring of the beef bacon. Wow. Um, oh, it closed. I lost us out of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People take their breakfast seriously. Um, they but, die on the breakfast commute. <laughs> yeah. But, but there is a slight silver lining. Uh, first of all, Wellia the Forsaker just forsake the deli and and moved into New York's <laughs> finest. So, you know, it's all it's all good. It's all good for her. Um New York's finest also has slightly better Bulgarian feta, so you know. Um and in its place, a local theater was opened. It's very tiny. It can only seat about six people uh, for a show. So we're talking real intimate sets here. But it's a nice little community gathering space. And um, yeah, it's it, the only reason that the theater was able to take over the space was because you cannot get rid of the smell of the feta. It's oh. just always going to be there. It's like okay. in the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a lot of other places, other businesses just didn't really want that <laughs> for various reasons, but the theater leaned into it. So they still, they kept the bar, they kept the feta bar in the middle. And that is their version of popcorn when you come to this theater. <laughs> and so, you know, New York's best deli lives on in some ways in, in spirit. And I, I do like to think that the cats gather there in this new theater from time to time to continue thwarting evil with varying levels of success. <laughs> we transition to old theater cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they oh. put on the first well, rendition of cats. <laughs> oh, baby, it's a wild world. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, let's all give one last meow and then we'll sign off. Meow. Meow.